This episode of The Latest is brought to you by The Latest. If you're a listener of The Latest, tell somebody you know who might like the show to listen and subscribe. If you're not a listener of The Latest, how are you hearing this? Enjoy the show. It's Monday, April 13. I'm Greg Ott. This is the latest. The debate here in the United States is growing ever more intense about when can the United States reopen. Constant social distancing, constant testing, temperature checks, contact tracing. At the end of the month, we could look around and say, okay, is Those voices are discussing the concept of going back to normal, the post-pandemic period in which citizens can resume going to events they'd rather skip to shake hands they haven't washed with people they'd prefer to continue ignoring. As the USA enters its second month of a locked-down reality, Americans are eager to return to a normal public life so they can stop worrying about being killed by a pandemic and return to being worried about being killed in a mass shooting. Businesses are beginning to consider options that would return employees to the office, allowing them to resume wasting 90% of their day browsing the internet and watching YouTube videos from a desk instead of a couch. Offices are experimenting with new workplace layouts that erect barriers between desk spaces for health and privacy. It's an innovation I believe they're calling a cubicle. Other changes will be implemented to ensure social distancing, such as requiring workers to eat their lunch in their cars. Don't worry, you'll still be able to smell your co-workers' tortilla-crusted tilapia lean cuisine in the microwave. You just won't have the pleasure of watching them wolf it down over their keyboard. And companies like Toyota want to begin conducting on-site health screenings, which would include comprehensive antibody testing, rust-proofing, and an adaptive suspension system for those equipped with the convenience package. Companies are also preparing to adjust the way in which their businesses run, replacing the traditional maxim of the customer is always right with the far more appropriate the customer is always disgusting, probably contagious, and certainly not worth interacting with, which was originally pioneered by Abercrombie & Fitch. In China, for example, 95% of its Starbucks stores have reopened, but they have limited hours, reduced seating, and fewer day-old pastries sourced by artisan wet markets. In the U.S., some airlines are considering having passengers take temperature checks before boarding, giving TSA agents a fun new orifice to molest. The Texas Roadhouse chain is preparing to install glass dividers between booths, offering diners the authentic last-meal charm of a prison phone call. Even Major League Baseball is considering holding an abridged season with no audience whatsoever. Which, to be fair, sounds like business as usual for baseball. All these changes sound appropriate and necessary. And I, for one, look forward to getting back on the subway, where I can be exposed to a whole range of infectious diseases and not whatever's trending at the moment. But we shouldn't be clamoring for work to get back to normal until it's safe to congregate again. Researchers say the pandemic is not going to come to an end until there's a vaccine, which could take a year and a half. 18 months. That's enough time to have two kids, corona and virus, if you're looking for names for future BMX stars. This isn't about flattening the curve. It's ensuring that new outbreaks don't flare up all over the place, like that Tinder date who forgot to take her herpes medication. Or his. We're not a country of patience. Within a week of everybody finishing Tiger King, we still demanded one more episode to put a really nice disappointing bow on the entire experience. But we are a country of patience. As in, we have more coronavirus patience than anywhere else in the world. And if business leaders and bored citizens decide that we're better off rolling the dice, heading out for some fresh air to line up for the new old iPhone, America's going to be number one for a long, long time.
And now it's time for the OJ Simpson Twitter update. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. This is me, yours truly. Yours truly. My guest today is stylist and fashion expert Dennis Kenny, who's styled for Good Morning America and has his own styling business, Style with Den. Den, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Greg. Great to chat with you. On Sunday, OJ lamented his inability to maintain his personal grooming habits. Hey, Twitter world, yours truly. Well, what can I tell you? Look at me. I can't get a haircut. I feel like it's the 70s, man. I got a fro. Den, what do you think about what OJ had to say? Well, it's something we all are going through right now. We don't have our barber to run to or our store down the street to buy our clothing. So the best you can do is stick to a schedule, attempt to groom yourself, check out a YouTube tutorial, and turn the shears on yourself enough just to keep yourself feeling good, keeping that confidence intact. And you know what? It'll work out in the end, even for OJ. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about OJ? He's a murderer. That's this week's OJ Simpson Twitter update. Den, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. And that's the latest written, recorded, produced by Greg Ott. OJ Simpson Twitter update produced by Christy Forsh. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other weird apps, Castro, Overcast, any of just any of them will do. Latestpod.com. That is this podcast's website. If, if you like the podcast, you'll love the website. See you soon. And by see you soon, I mean hear you soon. And by hear you soon, I mean you'll be hearing me soon. And by hearing me soon, I feel... <laughs> See you soon, and I see.